The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to the second episode of the Born Ready to Pod podcast, a special edition uh, podcast. We are actually doing this during the NBA draft. Uh, my name is Chris Cook. Sitting next to me, as always, I have Eric Hawk and Jake Light. Guys, we've uh, so far we've been through the first 10 picks of the draft. Uh, what are your initial thoughts of what's happened? We've had one trade so far. Uh, what do you? Th- what, what are your, What are just? What are your thoughts of what we've seen in the first ten picks? Uh, I don't think there's very many surprises in the first two, at least. And then it kind of got interesting with the the Hawks and Mavericks trade. Um, I think not very many people expected Trey Young to go three or top five. Well, he basically went three. He basically I mean, that's went the three. guy. They yeah, wanted. that's the guy they wanted, so they trade four. So I think that was a little surprising. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. still being there is, I won't say surprising, but I mean somebody could get definitely get lucky with that. We're watching right now. Mikel Bridges just got picked. Uh, not the sexiest pick ever, but it's if your comparisons to Nicholas Batum, I mean, I guess there's worse players in the league, so that's something. Um, and then the New York's fans just booing Kevin Knox, <laughs> which is always interesting. I mean, and and he'll me probably be out, a first team All NBA guy next year. I just want to say this: I am getting sick of New York kid, New York kid. The crying kid who cried when they drafted Porzingis, and every year ESPN just continues to show him, and it's like we give a we give a crap that he is on there and he's gonna make some stupid remarks because he has no idea who Kevin Knox is. No, he he's never no heard problem. of Kevin Knox, the New York kid. You got your 15 minutes three years ago, and ESPN just continues to give it to you, <laughs> and I'm getting sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of this kid. Yeah. I know. Well, the best part about it was the dad was like trying to like get in the shot like so much. He was just like. It was like he was trying to freaking milk a cow or something, like how hardcore he was like going thumbs down. But they all wanted Michael Porter Jr. Um, understandable, but Hawk, go ahead, continue with your breakdown. Um, that's pretty much it. There's still guys like Michael Porter, there's still guys like Shea Gildress, Sayer Smith. Um, and then, you know, there's been some talks of the Pacers doing something. We'll know we'll by this airs, but as yeah. of right now, the Pacers haven't made any moves. Nothing's official. Uh, but the first 10 wasn't too many surprises, but I, the one trade was. Yeah. 7 out of 10, right? That's what you got on your mock? I think it was 6 out of 10. 6 out of 10. 60%? That's not bad 6 for out of 10 on a mock. Sure. It's not bad. I bet, that, I bet that beats uh, Chad Ford and any of those other guys that uh, yeah, put together for sure. a mock. It's, so. like it's like a George Hill free throw percentage of the clutch. Like 60% maybe. <laughs> like, that's fine. Um, really, what I, what I think, you know, I've said the whole time, if I had the number one pick, I would have taken Marvin Bagley. I think he's more... Um, susceptible to NBA success with his skill set, more so than DeAndre Ayton. Um, if you listen to the last podcast, I just kind of said, when was the last time uh, the best player on an NBA champion was a center? Um, I, I guess you could say Tim Duncan, but really he's more of a power forward more so than anything. But um, I, I was, I think the Mavs made a nice move. I think Doncic's going to be a, 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 you know, not a stud in the league, but I think he's got some major potential at 19 playing in basically the second best league in the world. Um, I really like watching him play. Um, 
I did notice he was kind of getting kind of chunky, which is weird. But yeah. you know, whatever. Baby fat, he's been fresh. At McDonald's. Well, that's the thing. Man. He's basically he's at the age where he's putting on his freshman fifteen. Yeah. You know, so um, and he's overseas, so you know, legal drinking. But whatever. Um, I also I do not like Trey Young. Um, like I said last time, I am a you know basketball coach, a head basketball coach in in the state of Indiana. Um, and I just don't like the way he plays. He's a shooter. Uh, he turns the ball over a ton. Um, I think he's kind of a bigger name right now than he is actually like a player. But um, I hope he, he's you know he seems like a good guy, a good kid. He's shooting from all over the place. So hopefully he does prove me wrong. But such and his a, suit is awful. His suit is terrible. The pants suit. It's uh, the bad. pants suit bad. It's um, all LeBron James. He's got the shorts yeah. on. Um, I, I'm really not feeling him. I know that he's kind of the rage. The Hawks are going for that. I guess so. Um, the only other thing, I think Mo Bamba is an interesting pick, um, but the Magic have several center options. I think they need to clear that up. I, we were kind of talking about Vucevic. Vucevic, Biombo, and then now him. It's just yeah. like you got to get rid of you gotta, one of you got to clear Especially it. Biombo making all that money that he makes. He's right. got that contract back in 16. You got You can't have all three of them on the same team. they got to make a move. Yeah, and with a Car- Wendell Carter himself, I think that's a nice pick for the Bulls. Um, I think he's got some upside. Um, I really love Colin Sexton. He was one of the guys that I was hoping if the Pacers did for some reason make a big trade. Um, he's just got some fight in him. Uh, he's a physical player, really good. And then lastly, I'm just going to hit um, the fact that Michael Porter Jr. is still there. Um, he's obviously got some injury issues. And at this point, we're still waiting on the number 11 pick for the Hornets. It has not been announced yet. Michael Porter Jr. is still there. Um, he's a guy I would love for the Colts, or Colts, the Pacers to jump up and, and make a move there to get if him. If you had so. to guess, where would you say Porter's going looking at this? Right I'd now? say the Clippers, I think, big Clippers. city. Uh, they're announcing. They have two first-round picks in a row. Yeah. If he drops there, they can at least use one of those picks yep. on him. And we got a live breaking. Breaking news. Shea Gildress to the Hornets. Right. That's what I got. That's another one right for the Hawk Mike Interesting. Draft. Now, so. this this does bring me to one thing real quick. I'm going to pose this question. So they go point guard there. Is Kimba available? Kimba's available. I think it's got to be clear. I think They're Kimba not trying to tra- win I think now. Kimba gets traded tonight. If Kimba got traded tonight, that would be interesting. I'm calling it. And when we record here in a few hours, I'll be completely wrong, but that's my hot take for the night. Anyway, before we uh, sign off here for the first part of the podcast, we read a rumor online. Not sure how much validity there is to it, but it was Kent Bazemore and the number 19 pick. Uh, to the Pacers for the number 23 pick. So pretty much they want to unload Bazemore's really bad contracts for the next two seasons. They want to do that so the Pacers can move up their picks. So do you guys think that would be a good move for the Pacers, number one? Um, and just pretty much what's your opinion on that? Do you think that's worth moving up four spots to take on that contract for at least the next two seasons. I think they're waiting, and if Dante DiVincenzo's there, they're doing it. They need a white guy. They've gone this long. Pritchard's just waiting to pick the whitest guy he can find. It's going to be him or Grayson Allen. And if either of those Zems, if they did that for Aaron Holiday, I wouldn't be too disappointed about it, honestly. But I don't and, I don't think Ben Bazemore is like that great of a player. I don't know what you guys think. And they obviously they have their sights set, I think, on a guy. So they don't take – they don't make those that phone call yeah, unless, unless he's there. Unless they're afraid that somewhere between twenty and twenty two that, that player is gonna be gone. Let me let me let me just say real quick before we sign off. Um, I would not like to pick. Um, I'm not sure I mean, Baysmore is not terrible, um, by any means. He he's got a little bit of shake to him. He plays defense. I, I kinda like that. He's got some length. Uh, but that contract, twenty million dollars over the next couple of yeah, over the next couple of years, it's gonna be 
it's not great. Maybe uh, I think if Michael Porter's there, uh, I I definitely do it. Uh, I do like Aaron Gordon. He won't be there. Not, I'm he sorry, I don't like Aaron Gordon. I like Aaron Holiday um, as well. It uh, looks like we just got some breaking news from Woj. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that, Hawk? Clippers will send 12th pick and two second round picks to Hornets for Shea Gil- Gildress Alexander, who just got drafted. So I, I guess they wanted Shea Gildress. Hornets just got him one ahead, and now they're, hey, uh, they're giving Kim, up some stuff. How do you feel about saying that Kim is going to get traded now that he drafted a point guard? Feeling good? Not feeling too good about that. Pick, no. <laughs> Never mind. Scratch. Never that. mind. Scratch that. And you know the good part about this podcast is we're completely unedited. So if we say something stupid, or if we you know accidentally curse, or you know. Yeah, just to say some Skip Bayless yeah. type crap, and we can't backtrack. Yeah. We, I mean, we're unedited. Yeah. That's that's a good thing about yeah. this podcast. We're, we're too lazy to go back and edit the podcast, so this is what you're gonna get. We're on the real shit. Yep. So, all, all right, that's gonna wrap up this portion of the podcast. Um, after the next ten picks, we'll sign back on and uh, kind of give you our analysis on that. So we'll be right back here after this uh, quick commercial break. Tonight's the night you go the next step with that lucky lady. Are you looking for that movie that's finally going to get you to second base? Maybe it's Sleepless in Seattle. Maybe it's American Pie. Maybe it's American Gangster. Are you looking for something that's going to make that girl get a little rambunctious? Tonight is the night. Here we go. Into Blockbuster. Yeah. Come see our nice fine staff of 17-year-old pimply-faced teenagers. They know everything from Jurassic Park to We Are the Millers. Are you going to pay $1 for a movie? Or are you going to pay $25 to be able to rent that movie for a week straight? If you're looking at Blockbuster, the Netflix of the future. Come get it, ladies. Alright, so after all of the rumors that we've read, uh, the last couple of weeks, potential trades, Pacers moving up, Pacers trading the pick away, Pacers taking Grayson Allen, yada, yada, yada. We just learned the Pacers pick. It was Aaron Holiday, point guard from UCLA. Uh, Aaron is Drew and Justin Holiday's brother. Um, so what do you guys think about that pick? Are you excited about him being in a Pacers uniform next season? I'm very excited. He's one of the guys that I said from the beginning that I would like to see in a Pacers uniform just because I think we need that young, up-and-coming point guard, and if we're going to take a, ch- a chance, we might as well, you know, he was there at 23. That's the guy you want. That's the guy you go get. <coughs> um, UCLA guy. We're big on UCLA guys. We got TJ Leaf now. EK. EK and Darren Collison, and this is our fourth UCLA guy. Four, so. yeah. I forgot about Darren, yeah. Yeah, so we got four guys. Um and Ferrin Simmons just got drafted by the Trailblazers. I think so it's Anthony. Anthony. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of like that. Anthony. So I think he definitely fills a role for the future. Uh, if he pans out, it's a genius pick. Uh, it's kind of how the draft always happens. All these rumors come up, and then the most unlikely things happen, and then all the things that we thought were for sure things don't. So that's what kind of makes the draft interesting. That's why it's worth covering. And I think at the end of the day, we got a great player in Aaron Holiday, hopefully. And one of the interesting things, too, is people will give these draft grades tomorrow saying what they thought about how a team did or a player. But you really don't know how that draft grade's going to pan out until three to five seasons later. For example, the obvious one, Oladipo, going second overall in 2013. Uh, people thought he obviously didn't have it in his first few seasons, Orlando and Oklahoma City. Then he got in the right situation, and look what happened. So you can't always judge what these critics say about draft picks 
it's up to the player to go out there and show what they can do. So an expert can say whatever they want about somebody, but until they go out there and prove what they can do, it really doesn't mean much. Yeah, situation is very important uh, for all NBA players, for any professional athlete. Um, and I think more than more than anything, this kind of tells you as as the Pacer fans, if you really look at it, um, it, it tells you where the Pacers are going over the next couple off seasons. Okay, so Darren Collison has an option for next year. Or sorry, after next year, I believe it's this year. It's so he's got year. one year left. It, okay, well, it's it's this year, but afterwards, we're going to have to make a decision. Is there, is DC going to be the point guard of the future? I think this is this makes it pretty clear that they're looking to move on. Um, obviously, as we stated earlier, Kimba Walker seems to be kind of a hot name, kind of being linked to the Pacers a little bit. I don't love that fit personally, but with the selection of Aaron. Aaron Holiday, I, I really think that he's going to be running the second unit. I know when we went live, a couple of fans said, hey, you know, under Nate McMillan, uh, rookies don't play too much like a TJ Leaf. I personally think Holiday's a much better player than Leaf. I think Leaf was a project. Um, I'm not going to knock that pick quite yet because as we just said, we want to give him a few years. But I do think Holiday's a better pick, and he's a plug-and-play player in our second unit. And uh, I, I think he's better than Joe Young already. I don't see Joe Young making the roster now. And it's not Grayson Allen. Yo. Okay, sorry for that interruption, but yeah, I just don't see Joe Young, you know, making the roster. Obviously, he hasn't really showed a lot over his first couple seasons with the Pacers. He was a second round pick; he'd be very easy to, you know, move on from. Uh, Aaron Holiday, he's got the skills to lead the second unit, and I don't know, maybe he could be, you know, a lower tier starting point guard in the league. I think the Pacers will probably have to address that position, obviously, going and forward. And that's what I was going to ask: Where do you see him? And I hate this question, but we're going to go ahead and ask it. Where do you see him? In five years, do you um, see him as a starter or as a backup? I see him as like second team All NBA, <laughs> best scenario. But uh, realistically, I could see him. I don't know. It's tough saying. He's kind of a smaller guy. I think as long as he's a serviceable backup, maybe highest potential. You know, he'd be a, like an average starter. Maybe Darren Collins the ceiling, honestly. But I don't know. We'll see. I think he's got a little bit of a fight in him with his lineage, and so uh, that's why I kind of speaking like of that. Do you think? Whenever Drew Holiday's contract comes up, and I don't even know how old he is now. Do you he think just he signed could... that massive deal last year. I did, he did, but let's just say down the road. Do you think that he could be a selling point? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you got to hope. Everybody's looking. Richard's get... playing the He long was wearing game, a Pacers right? hat tonight. Yeah, Everybody's pay... looking to find a deal on a Holiday anyway. Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. Richard's playing the long con. This is all just a con to get Drew Holiday, you know, in like, what, 2021? Yeah. When he's but, gonna be but this is the thing with the old. Pacers. This is what drives me crazy is everyone's like, oh, let's save salary cap space. We're going to go after a big-name guy. We're never going to get that player. In order for us to get a, you know, a superstar, we're going to have to draft him. And so I hate, you know, looking on Twitter and, and looking at everybody, oh, I don't want to take on this bad contract in order to gain this asset. That's, I that's guarantee you, that's what it's going to take for the Pacers to get their next superstar. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, you know, six and one, half dozen the other. It, you got to make a move. I, I don't see a big name coming. Even a guy like Drew Holiday, we still don't get those type of players. So we either got to trade for him or draft him. And um, I'll tell you something scary is Robert Williams going to the Celtics and that offense, him just dunking on everyone, blocking every shot thrown his way. That's that could be scary. Horford's he's basically not young. Be Greg Horford's not young. Horford's not young, but you know, he's all defense this year. And was he 13 all NBA? Like Horford, I still think Horford's very reliable, but that that is just a scary player to have. It's almost like an insurance policy more than anything. You know, exactly. Horford still signed that big deal. He's still got several years left on that deal, and um, and he's just going to Robert Williams. Way. People don't understand this. If he would have just came out last year, he probably would have been a top 
He definitely would have been a lottery pick. Yeah. I mean, he definitely would have been a lottery and pick. Let's not forget, he's going to Brad Stevens. Yeah, he's going so, to Brad Stevens. Um, a good friend of the podcast. Brad good, Stevens. big time friend of the podcast. <laughs> Which Thanks, poses Brad. the question: so, How many first round picks would you give up for Brad Stevens? Two, easy. Um, I'd give away next year's and let's say twenty thirties if they agreed to it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm being semi-serious, though. Pre-draft line, I would have said this year's first round, next year's first round, easily. They can take McMuffin. Uh, we'll take Brad Stevens. And we'll, we'll, let's see what happens. And, I, I mean, seriously, would you guys not do that? I mean, yeah, in hindsight, yes. But, I mean, it's never going to happen. They're crazy, not going to get rid of him. I know, I know, but crazy question. Um, obvious hypothetical. If we did get Brad Stevens, let's say we traded for Brad Stevens, yep. would that be the biggest acquisition that we've made to the roster? In terms of name, obviously Victor Oladipo's huge acquisition now, but when it happened, it wasn't quite as you know publicized as something positive for the Pacers. Would Brad Stevens be the biggest name we've acquired? Since Peja? Since Peja, yeah. <laughs> it's got to be. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's an interesting question. But yeah. that just kind of tells you where the NBA is going. If you have a great head coach, you got a great head coach. If you just have an average head coach, they're kind of, you know. I mean, it wouldn't be the biggest because I guess we had take... Oladipo last year. But yeah. at the time, Oladipo. Yeah, at the time. So, I don't know, maybe. And you're seeing, too, he's the type of coach that you want for these millennial players. Yeah. He fits right in. Like Popovich, I mean, I would take – I mean, obviously anybody would want Popovich as their coach. Yeah. But as you can see, even with the Kawhi situation, his hard knock style is not really fitting in with Kawhi anymore. What do you think it is anymore. Stevens? Do you think he's just caught up on 13 reasons why he can just talk <laughs> about that chatter? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. What I makes Stevens age, the best? I think age has a lot to do with it. I think the way you know you present yourself to your players, you want to be somewhat understanding of their yeah. situation. Obviously, Brad Stevens, he's a player's tiny, coach. Too, tiny too, white guy's like, never been you know in the NBA, but he, you get respect by showing respect now with these. You know, and he's a genius. Kids. The plays he draws up are yeah, always he's just a, he's genius. A genius. Out of bounds plays, especially. He's and so I think it's time. easy for Celtics players to look at what he's doing, especially like listen to Al Horford. Yeah. When Al Horford talks about Stevens, I mean, he's just like this guy's the smartest coach I've ever played for. Like it, it's going to take you getting the respect of the veterans because the rookies they don't know any better, really. Yeah. You know what? The rookies are just going to respect you just because. But those older guys, when you get respect from those type of players, you're going to get respect around the league as well. So we are coming up on the uh, 29th pick, 29th. the Nets pick. Uh, they just acquired Dwight Howard. Apparently they're looking to buy him out. Do you think the Pacers would have interest in bringing a guy like Dwight Howard? Honestly, for I the cheap, For the cheap. Because he's getting ready to make $20 million from the Nets by just going away. He's going to go to a team like the Warriors. I mean, <laughs> I read today – He's one of the most hated players. Why not go to one of the most hated teams? So he'd fit right in. That's scary. I mean, his production is still just really good. I, mean, I don't see him fitting in. I don't see him fitting in with the Warriors. Oh, me neither. But the, you know, I if mean, he did, they, I mean, they're still going to win. They're going to win the championship. I think. I actually do think he. I, I hate him as a person. So please do not come at me in the mentions and say. We don't want Dwight Howard. He's a cancer. I'm saying Dwight Howard, the player, with his physical tools, he fits what the Pacers need because I don't care what anybody says. Yes, Miles Turner gets the blocks, but he doesn't protect the rim, and he's not physical. Dwight Howard is physical. and <laughs> I'd hate to get a guy that averaged 14 rebounds a game. Yeah. You know? I mean, all things considered. I'd hate to acquire considering, future Hall of Famer. Considering how rebounding is at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people don't understand. Howard is a future Hall of Famer. Easily. There, there's it's no, not even close. There's no doubt about it, but people have hated on him so much over the past you know, half decade that they just view him as like an average player. The dude averages a double-double for his career, and he's still doing it. Keep saying he so. is still doing it. While he's looking that up, let's go ahead and give a shout-out to – I can't, I don't even know if I'm going to say this name right – CJ Voigt. 
82. He was the winner of the Victor Oladipo jersey. Yeah, so he won the Victor Oladipo jersey. That ended up with 900 retweets. So 900 retweets, and CJ Voigt is the winner. All he's got to do is direct message us his information, and he'll get the jersey. If he doesn't, I guess we'll just have to put it back up for for retweets. For all those still on the seat about the the Luis Scola jersey long sleeve, that'll be announced in the second round. I know people are clamoring for that. Yeah, but seriously, guys, we are looking to give away a lot of cool items. Uh, We do still have some other jerseys we want to give away. Um, Tickets, um, all kinds of cool stuff that we have. Uh, Obviously, we're Pacer fans for life. We collect those things, and we got some cool stuff to give away. So hopefully you guys stick with us through this, you know, introduction to the Born Ready to Pod podcast. The inaugural season. The inaugural season. Of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Dwight Howard averaged 16 and 12 and a half. 16 and 12 and a half from Dwight Howard. And he played 81 games. All 81 games. I mean, that's... played 30 minutes a game. I mean, his... If it wasn't for, like, just this chemistry and his off... I mean, I don't even know if he's ever had any off... Hey, but Kim has never played with anybody good, though. Exactly. Kim has never played with anybody good. Exactly. Never. Never, and he never will. Yeah, exactly. And for the career, he's at 17.4 and 12.7 rebounds. Hall of Famer, easily. Easily a Hall of Famer, considering some of the other players that have been, you know, let in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, Yao Ming. Uh, we are getting the 29th overall pick right now from the Nets. I think the Nets are an interesting team. They obviously got screwed over by some previous decisions. Uh, looks like they're going to go with Zanan Musa from, from Bosnia. Bosnia. Uh, small forward. So, uh, D. I kind of like that D in there. He is. Zana? Yeah, he is a appears to be a white foreigner. So I don't know if that's going to kind Pritchard of foil Pritchard's plans. Pritchard didn't know he yeah. even existed, apparently. So we have got to come away with at least one white guy. Yeah, Are we, we in agreement? 100%. All right, make your predictions right now. Uh, we talked about it. Would you rather, in uh, the first edition of our podcast, what's going to happen? Cash considerations or the white foreign player in the second round for the Pacers? Go, before we wrap up this segment. I'm hoping for the white foreign player that never comes over and we just overhype and just – tweet out videos from our Twitter. But I'm going to call cast considerations just because I think it's a safer bet. Yeah. I definitely do not want cash considerations because I'm staying up for the long haul here. More than anything, I want the Pacers to come away with Arnoldis Kolboka, who I said last podcast. And, I mean, this guy, 6'11", small forward. Um, He's young. He was born in 1998. And... His NBA comparison is Bosch on Narkbar. And I think just I can picture myself, Pacers just have a tough loss versus, you know, one of the top teams. And I'm YouTubing him yeah. just to make myself feel better. And he's just dunking on a bunch of like five foot eleven. After games. playing like eight minutes yeah. in the game. They you got know, the apple basket time. up and he's just playing on the old apple basket. Yeah, he's got the yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. So he doesn't even know what an actual basketball feels like. He's never <laughs> felt leather in his life. So um that's what I got. I, I definitely don't want catch considerations. But I would take Arnoldus. All right. Well, uh, that'll wrap up this part. We'll be back on after the second round pick. Um, but until then, enjoy this word from uh, from our sponsors. Do you need a quick and easy way to get rid of your enemies? Do you need a way to get your nagging wife off your butt? Do you need a way to start a fire? Well, let me tell you about the perfect thing for you. The Elon Musk 2018 Flamethrower! The Elon Musk 2018 Flamethrower! 
for the price of only $4.99.99. The Elon Musk Flamethrower. Add it to your collection of flamethrowers today. Hey, there we go, boys. I love it. With the 50th pick in the draft, the Pacers take Alizé Johnson. Did I say that right? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. We He's love him. from, uh, looks like, Missouri State. Oh. First team all-conference. First team uh, all-conference. Average a double-double. We double. totally did not Google any of that information Nope. We, knew, we knew everything about him before yeah. we picked him, so this is definitely... He's basically like, my brother. I yeah. know him so well. Yeah. We, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that we've really been pushing for him this whole entire draft <laughs> process. We would have been happy with him at 23. He's not a foreign player we can fantasize over, but, yeah. I mean, as far as his upside, he's the closest thing. Yeah. Somebody's going to get Arnold Skolbaka, though. I know. He Steal could end up being uh, one of our two-way guys could this be. year. So he could go play with the Mad Ants and then also get on the roster. So. Let's think of our D-League team. Who do we got? We got Alizé. G-League. G-League, sorry. Alizé. We got Aaron Holiday. We got EK. We got TJ Leaf. We got a nasty This G year we team. also had Poitras and uh, Sumner. Is that yeah, yeah Edmund Sumner. I actually forgot he even existed. I don't mind Edmund Sumner either. So, I think yeah, – I mean, we've been talking about if we can get to like you know the summer league championship. We thought about maybe getting a group of guys, maybe going out there having yeah. a good time. Uh, I definitely think this team has some potential. So, uh, Alize, welcome home, buddy. I know you're probably going to be a big listener to the podcast. So, welcome and we home. watched probably a minute of a clip online of him working out. Looks like he's very athletic. He can dunk. He's six nine. And, uh, he can dribble two basketballs at once. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. If they ever see. like institute a new like two ball rule, yeah, we might have the best player in the NBA. Yeah. So that's definitely gonna help him. It it always hurts me because I always like I like I said I, I love you know getting into that rabbit hole of finding that you know late second round guy. Maybe we trade for another second round pick. That'd be awesome just so we can have that foreigner that we just you know look up on a rainy day. But I, I'm pretty happy with what I see from Alize. So so uh, Pacers are done picking. The draft's actually still going on right now, but we obviously don't really care what happens in the next uh, seven picks. So what would you guys give uh, grade wise? Even though we've said a thousand times tonight, we don't uh, we don't like giving grades. What would you give the Pacers grade for the draft tonight? Given what was left on the board when we picked, I I personally thought think Robert Williams out of uh, Texas A and M was the highest upside player available, and he picked at twenty three. However, um, I think. Aaron Holiday's a great pick. Um, I would give us probably an A minus for where we picked that. Um, again, we don't really know much about Alize Johnson, but he looks like he's going to be a player. He averaged double double at Missouri State. Um, big, tall, athletic kid. He reminds me a lot of you know, EK, you know, coming out of it. So <laughs> well, some more thing. He's twenty two, which is kind of it's, it's a, a little, little bit of a red flag. He was Mister Basketball in Pennsylvania in twenty fourteen. So I mean, he's got yeah, so he he's can got play high school tools. basketball. He's got the tools. I'd give us an A minus just because I think we. Got one of the top two to three players that was available with yeah. our first round pick, and I think that's all that really matters. A minus for you? A minus. Uh, I'll just I'll keep it a B plus. You yeah. know, I don't think it's an A at twenty three, but you know, we'll see. He's not going to come in. He's not going to make us. You know, he's not going to add that many wins, if any, to the team. So I kind of want to change my pick to a B so that we can be the double D's. Yeah, double, double B's. <laughs> so I like double B's. I'm, I'm a fan of that. So. Chris, what about you? You're going to be the triple B, the big ball. I'm going brand. C. 
Let's see. They're going in the middle, so that way if they fluke, I, you know. Is there I a guy to... that you'd rather see in his draft, maybe? Not really. Like I said, I don't put too much emphasis in the draft. I don't read a lot of draft coverage. I really, honestly, I really don't care about it because, as you can see in drafts, you have in most cases, there's usually a superstar. Maybe a couple superstars, not always the case, and then you got some average role players you'll find there. But most of the time, the drafts, those most of the players don't pan out after five five years. Yeah. So I could I could honestly care less. Show me the results when they come into uh, training camp uh, I was, in October, I September. Was, actually, I was a little disappointed because I really wanted to see a blockbuster yeah, yeah, deal. That's what I was going to ask. Your overall thoughts on the draft? I thought it was a little underwhelming. I think there was that yeah. one big trade early that. Didn't really include any. There big was no players. real. There was, there was no, no real, Jimmy Butler. So no, that's right. That's what I'm saying. saying. There was no real flamethrower. But I mean, there's selected. a lot of drama still to come for sure, which we're all excited about. Yeah. So any ball dominant players that you guys saw tonight? <laughs> I think Alonzo Trier. We got to. You go. know, a lot of guys that are ball dominant apparently can't work out in most offenses from our Twitter feed. But you know, we'll yeah. see. Ball dominant's definitely the buzzword. Okay. So, Buzzwords, I guess. Let me uh, let me stop you guys right there. Last question before we close this one out. The draft is over for the Pacers. There was no activity tonight, uh, which was kind of surprising. We at least thought we would get the cash considerations in the second round. Unfortunately, we did not. Oh, Arnoldus just got taken. Arnoldus just oh, got God, taken. God damn. The Hornets just anyway, got a future Hall of Famer. Let's uh, let's stay focused here. Jeez, thirty-seven um, percent three point. What do you guys we think? That. We missed it. Go Free ahead. agency starts. With, that's going to be our next podcast. What do you guys think is our next move here? We have these options. Obviously, we're waiting on Thad. What do you think we do? Do you think that we uh, have Bogdanovich back, Collison back? What do you think we do with Lance? How do you think this plays out in the next week before uh, free agency starts on the first? I considering what honest, we just did tonight. I think we're going to try to keep the core together. I do uh, too. Thad Young wants to be paid, apparently, from his Twitter. Um, we'll see. If I had to guess right now, I would probably say he's going to opt out, which I wouldn't like. So I could see us maybe signing a guy. That's kind of where my a Thad replacement is where my hopes would be if he decides to leave. And then go into the next office season with another good year, you know, cap room-wise, I think would be smart. Because I don't think we're that close to a championship. I don't. I don't think anybody would argue that. So I think going into the next year's off season with just a, another good year of off season cap space, I think would be the smart move and what we're probably going to do. But I love the rumors. Keep them coming. Aaron Gordon's on his way. You know, LeBron James is coming here too. I love all that. Just keep them coming. We'll see what happens. Marcus Smart. Uh, yeah. That's actually where I want to go with this. I I would love to see them make a run of Marcus Smart. Um, I know several of the podcast listeners. For some reason, love the Kimball Walker fit. Hate I hate the Kimball Walker fit. I want he's too ball dominant, right? <laughs> Twitter followers, am I right now? So I, I think that you know Marcus Smart, who obviously is not ball dominant, he's a mean, nasty defender. He's going to take on uh, the opposing team's best offensive player, especially if that player is a guard. It's going to free up Victor. I think he'd fit in perfectly with our blue collar attitude. You add him to a team that already has Lance Stevenson. So much nasty. I think that we would automatically fall in love with him. I'm willing to kind of overpay for him. Like I said, I keep yeah. saying this. We're never going to get one of those top-end guys to sign 
with Indiana. It doesn't matter how much cap space we have. So we got to take a chance on some of these guys. And I think Marcus Smart has the work ethic and the defensive ability to kind of put us to the next level, which I would say it can compete for an Eastern Conference championship, especially if LeBron leaves. So I don't think we're close, but I think we're getting closer, if that makes sense. I'm looking for one of those moves that puts us to the next level. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. And real quick, seriously, guys, I am so sorry. Sometimes our intern Dan uh, gets on our Twitter page. Literally, he is the worst, so I I, I apologize for that. In <laughs> we do have to give a shout-out to Dan, though. He was responsible for the Oladipo jersey. And we he love you, Dan. It out. We love you. We love Dan. And he's working, you, Dan. he's working on getting another jersey ready to go for our next giveaway. So shout-out to Dan for that. Real um, quick, what's Mark's uh, – what's his cat – or what's his uh, – Whatever. He's going to be a restricted free agent. Yeah, right? so you're probably going to have to pay, I'd say... I'd say 13 to 14 mil. Do you think over that's that overpaying probably. No, I think... I think, think it's a, I think, think's a fair deal I think for Marcus I think he's worth. I think he's worth probably in the, this NBA, I think he's probably worth probably like... If he's in what? the teens, it's fair. 11 to 12. If he's in the 20s, you're overpaying. I don't think he's going yeah, to get to the 20s. Would be, yeah, would I think if... But you have to... You also have to consider... If a team... Wants to sign him for the, the Trailblazers will offer him, you know, four years, seventy million. I'm sure. Well, they're still they're still paying Evan. <laughs> exactly. They give out big. Turner. They got big contracts left and right. So, so. yeah, I don't even want to dive into their caption. <laughs> no. Well, what, what were you going to say? Why do you think that Smart's going to get twenty mil? Or why do you think he could potentially get twenty mil? Because I don't see that. I think he's probably a twelve million dollar player. So boost him up a couple million. Some team trying to get him away from the Celtics. So I'm thinking anywhere between. You know, 15, 14, 15. 14 to 16 million. I think that's a fair deal for him. Yeah. I wouldn't mind 15 million for Marcus But do you Smart. put the poison pill where the last year the deal is like I mean, 30 what did we talk about on our last podcast? Chandler Parsons is making, what, 20-something million? 25. And you're talking about Marcus Smart? I think it would be mean, interesting. Uh, I understand that, yeah. that, that year that they offered those contracts was, I mean, just – it's completely. I mean, yeah, it just happened, and it'll never happen again. But just compare it to what other NBA players are making from that, and I mean, even Otto Porter last year. Look at what he got paid. Yeah, he's I gonna think, get the bag somewhere. I yeah, think. I think restricted free agency. They talk about that poison pill where you put, you know, all of the money at the end of the deal, so it forces the team to decide. Hey, you know, in four years, are we willing to, you know, pay this guy like thirty million dollars, like at the very end? I think the Pacers would be wise to do it the opposite way. Say, okay, which I know it kind of front messes with you. Yeah, because right now they the have the we have the cap so. Okay, here you go, Mark Smart. Sign for, it doesn't even matter. Give him $30 million. Yeah. Make I mean, who cares if we eat up cap space? You're still going to have cap space left over, even if you give him $30 million, and then taper that thing off to where it's manageable when we actually might need to make some moves later on. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense, but then again... I'm not the Pritch man, and in Pritch I trust. Elise we trust. <laughs> Elise. <laughs> Alize. Alize. We're just going to take a while to get that one right. It sounds like a, like a Batman. He'll like, probably never play, so we'll never have yeah. to get it right. Well, yeah, hopefully he does. Hopefully he turns out. Yeah, hopefully. I always like the second round guys that end up being studs. Yeah, yeah. So. Isaiah Thomas, Draymond. Can't wait for free agency. I can't wait for the free agency pod. I think the plan is to do maybe a pre-free agency pod and then a post. Is that kind of the deal here? Yes, so we'll we'll work the kinks out, but our next podcast is obviously going to focus on free agency. This one's on the draft. Um, we won't be talking about that much more, so obviously the next thing on the schedule is free agency July 1st. 
So we'll kind of talk about that beforehand and then also do a podcast during it as well, kind of analyzing the moves. And uh, if the Pacers make any moves, obviously we're going to talk about that. And then I think there's also a guy out there, you might know him as LeBron James, who's, you know. Who? Gonna, He's LeBron James. Going to make a big decision this offseason. So some interesting headlines for sure going in. And then also Paul George. Uh, we want to see where he ends up going. We all- I literally, like, when I say I couldn't care less <laughs> about where he goes, I honestly hope the Nets just give him, like, a buku amount of dollars and I never have to hear from that sorry son of a bitch again. We're on iTunes now. Get on <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, subscribe. I, on that note, we're rate, on iTunes. Give we're- us five stars, please. Yes, uh, we are going to end up doing a contest at some point. On, For five yeah. stars review, we're going to give out a very good prize. We'll announce that once the Pacers actual schedule comes out so it's going to be a a little bit but start working on that because if you put in a five-star review you're automatically going to be eligible for the prize that we announce later it's going to be good it's going to be real good it will so any more thoughts before we close this up gentlemen i think at the end of the day we wanted to get a player that could fit in our rotation this year i think holiday slides right in i think we could move one of those point guards they got you know a decent deal to a team that needs a second unit guy i think holiday comes in he runs second unit for a couple years maybe he's a starter so i'm happy with it yeah same if you want to hear any of my takes just give us a re-listen just listen to the whole thing from front to back and then you can hear what i have to think yep so we did this podcast actually during the draft so you're going to be hearing some different opinions. I think at the beginning I said Kimball Walker was going to get traded. Two seconds later, uh, the point guard they took got traded. So that's well, how things work to out. To be fair, there's still it. two picks left, so he could get traded. The Suns yeah, yeah, are not still likely. ready to go. Not likely. Um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, at BornReadyToPod. The two is a what? Number. The number. So make sure you follow us on there. Like we said, we are on SoundCloud. Just search Born Ready to Pod. We're also on iTunes if you're listening on there. Also, just have to search Born Ready to Pod. The links are in our bio and on our Twitter pages if you aren't able to find them, which they're pretty easy to find. All right, guys. Well, that concludes our special draft episode, episode two of the Born Ready Podcast. Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, We'll be back next week for the free agency special. Enjoy this Lance Stevenson banger taking you into the weekend. Aaron Holiday and Alizé Johnson taking us to the championship.